0: Hello my friends and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 11th day of January. I'm Paul and we are in Luke chapter 7. We're in the middle of this story in which John the Baptist has sent messengers to Jesus asking if he's the one or do we look for another. Jesus instead of answering immediately goes on a little series of healings and exorcisms and deliverances. And then, and we read this yesterday, he tells them to go tell John what they've seen and heard I, I I didn't bring this out the way that I I needed to I brought out the fact that Jesus took them back to the prophetic because by showing them the healings and the poor having the gospel then John knows that he's biblical that's not a word he would use but he's scripturally sound he's the one who the scripture says so that's that's a starting spot but I didn't say this and I think I should. He says, go tell John the things you've seen and heard. Testimony is to what you've seen and heard. It isn't anybody else's responsibility to believe what you've seen and heard. All you can do is convey what you've seen and heard. And so testimony hasn't changed to this day. When we tell someone about Christ or the life of God, the best place to start is what you've seen and heard. And unfortunately, a lot of us were taught or are taught to present scripture, to present verses. We're trying to present verses to people who don't believe in the verses. And so you're asking people to take a step of faith based upon scriptures they neither believe nor understand or have any context for. So I, this is why I'm not a big fan of, quote-unquote, Roman roads salvation evangel, evangelism, where you, you, you've you got this verse, 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 like A, B, C, D, E. And if you'll follow this road, you can take care of all questions. I, I remember thinking, wow, if you could just follow this road, it answers all your scriptural, biblical questions. Well, no, it doesn't. It It, it has a... An end game in mind—that's actually cherry picking Paul's letter to the book of Romans, pulling verses to say what you—in an order to say what you want them to say—an agenda. And, and, and I'm not saying that that hasn't had success in leading people to Christ. I, that, that's not my argument. But Jesus doesn't do anything other than the simple: go tell what you saw and heard. That's testimony, and. So you can approach evangelism through the point of testimony. It's okay to talk about what's happened to you. It's okay to talk about what you've seen. I'm not an I-centric preacher, and by that I mean the letter I. I, don't, I try not to use I a lot, personal pronouns. And when I do, which is why I'm not much of a storyteller, Um, I try to focus on a topic or the the scripture and then center it on Christ. Um, But every now and then you have to. You have to tell it from your angle. You have to tell the story your way and you got to insert I. So I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with I or me because as long as what's I and me has to do with him, when I'm but preaching, if, if it has to do with him, fine. If it leads you to him, fine. Because that's what I saw and what I heard. And that was Jesus telling John's disciples to go do exactly that. That leads us to verse 24. When the messengers of John had departed, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John. And now Jesus asks this, these questions. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Interesting question, because John's ministry originates in the wilderness. Most of John's early ministry moments occur in the wilderness near the Jordan, or at the Jordan, as people are being baptized. Uh, John picks the Jordan for strategic reasons. It's the river that Israel crosses over into the promised land. So it begins to take on the meaning of crossing out of one space and into a new space. So you would baptize people in the Jordan as a way of taking them on a spiritual journey out of one place and into another. But John's ministry originates in the wilderness. And Jesus says, did you go see, look to see a reed shake in the wind? It's an interesting question. Reeds are common. Thin, forgettable, and they blow with the wind. So as a metaphor, Jesus doesn't assume anyone actually goes out there to see a reed shaken in the wind. Of course they don't. In other words, you didn't go out there for nothing, but you also didn't go out there to see the common. You didn't go out there to see the ordinary or the shallow or the thin, quote-unquote reedy. We use that adjective. We'll go, well, that person's reedy. That means they're thin, but it can mean more than physically. It can mean they're intellectually thin, reed-like, R-E-E-D, hollow, shallow, easily breakable, blows with the winds of doctrine, changes her mind all the time. Jesus says, is this what you went to see? You didn't, you didn't expect John to be that way. John's not that way. 25, but what did you go out to see? He asks it again. A man clothed in soft garments... Indeed, those who are gorgeously appareled and live in luxury are in king's courts. So you went hearing about this man dressed rough, dressed in camel skins, didn't you? You went out there with intent. You got what you were looking for, in other words. John didn't disappoint you. He was everything you thought he would be. He was not some vapid, shallow reed. He was not some soft, raiment-wearing man. What? One more, 26, but what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you. And more than a prophet. So just as you didn't go out to see a shallow man, you didn't go out to see a gorgeously appareled man, you did go out to see a prophet. He said, and you got what you were looking for every time, but in the last case, you got even more. Tomorrow, I'll tell you why you got even more because Jesus then quotes scripture as a way of validating John's ministry, but in doing so, also validates his own. Let's just close with that verse today. Verse 27, and you can look it up in the Old Testament on your own. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. That's Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3. Jesus connecting John to the prophetic. And connecting himself to John. Because who is the one he's preparing the way for if not Jesus? Jesus then gives an interesting validation to John and to you. And we'll see it tomorrow. God bless.